0: G'day, g'day, listeners, listeners, Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter. Uh, welcome back to the Annotate Agency Studio. I am joined by the owner, founder, host, host of Tyler Anna, uh, host of Tyler's Yarns, and founder and owner of Official Vintage, the uh, best vintage store in Melbourne and <laughs> probably Australia, I reckon. <laughs> Tyler Anand, how are you, um,
1: man? Good. Thanks for having me grateful grateful <laughs> always We love the grateful yeah always grateful <laughs> yeah you going all right yeah i'm going good um finally back to work after this week i've had that super flu that's been going around and it's like destroyed me yeah so it's like i'm finally can ease back into going to work again which is nice
0: it's been a funny old one it has been i had it too and just everyone's immune system's down i think
1: yeah from the two years of covid or, lockdown. or whatever yeah. Yeah. It definitely like, destroyed me, I reckon. I was just like in bed with the hot cold sweats. Oh, oh man, I've never been that sick in my, <laughs> my whole life, but I don't reckon.
0: I, I agree. I I had it yeah, so I had it
1: a couple of weeks. Ago. We were talking off air a couple of weeks ago
0: and I um yeah, it's probably only the second time I've properly had the flu. Yeah. Yeah, probably the big weekend before it didn't help. Yeah, the big weekend. The <laughs> one just before it, like I went to work on the Tuesday and then hit me.
1: Do you reckon yeah. you got it from the weekend?
0: No, nah, because nah, the week before, I was telling you, I was just like Feeling run down. I saw the yeah, signs. Yeah. Oh, when and I saw you on Chapel Street. That yeah, day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was, and I was. I just seen the signs, and um, I was just starting. Just yeah, I was down and tired, and then had a De- big weekend and deteriorating, which is, which is rare for me. Yeah. And then I had that big weekend and just got sick. So, but back, all good now. And you're 100 percent healthy as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: um, 90 healthy, which is good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Most that's most more healthy it. than most. I mean. Yeah. So I'm like. Getting back into exercise, getting back into all that stuff this week, which is like, I need my routines, man. Yeah, you know, or I, I just saying. like lose lose my shit.
0: Yeah, well, that would be uh, that would be a pretty uh, common thing for someone like you, is, uh, on the come up and just killing it, right? yeah. And business side of things. Um, when did this all start? Because you you're from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did were you doing this back home?
1: Nah. So pretty much, um, I'll go all the way back to yeah. the start for you. So I was born in New Zealand. I was born in um Auckland, um. Yeah, I was born in Auckland. I went to school in New Zealand as well. So pretty much up until first year of high school, um, yeah, pretty much my vintage journey. This is sort of how it started. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I was um, when I was going to primary school, my um, granddad used to have all those um, like rugby jerseys, like yeah. f- of the old Warriors teams. Um, those and classic all blacks ones too. Yeah, the all blacks ones, all, all in the like heavy cotton. Mm, so I used yeah. to wear those to school. <laughs> uh, my uncle used to play for the Warriors. Ah, so I used yeah. to wear a whole lot of Warriors stuff, vintage Warriors stuff that my granddad used to have. He yeah. used to wear all that sort of stuff to school. And I had sort of a like nostalgia for it, yeah. for even from a young age. I was probably mm. when I was eight or, eight or nine. Yeah. So, um yeah, pretty much I had nostalgia for it from pretty much eight or nine years mm. old, old stuff or like vintage clothing back then you know yeah um and then i was still going to school when i went to intermediate school in um new zealand as well um was grew up skating so skate surf um got a lot of yeah i know got a lot of my fashion sense from skating yeah so as you can see i wear like a lot of converse a lot of skate shoes and that sort of stuff a lot of baggy jeans um a lot of baggy t-shirts as well Which I pretty much took through all all the way through to now, Um, and then yeah, I moved over here in the first year of high school, and then pretty much, yeah, pretty much just been going to school here. Um, I did about yeah, I think it was like five years of school, but then I went to like a sports school. Yeah, you had a cedar. Yeah, cedar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I did cedar for yeah, yeah. (laughs) I did cedar (laughs) for like two years just because I was. wanting to become a swimmer at the time. yeah. So I was like trying to, I was just trying to swim every day mm. and going to a normal school, I couldn't really do that. Yeah. So I was doing about like 11, 12 sessions a week Wow! and I couldn't really do year 11 and 12 when I was swimming that much. Mm. So I was just trying to be become a pref- professional swimmer at that time. Um, but obviously once I got to 18, got on the piss. it so <laughs> Normally happens that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the yeah. stamina is a bit better then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just... Um, obviously like went down from there but i had a whole lot of um i was also into fashion while i was into like all the sports and that sort of stuff as well um i was into op shopping all through the whole my whole swim journey um that's what made me probably get into vintage when i started and um i was 18 years old i moved to, to tokyo I was getting a bit too loose. The fashion in Japan yeah. too,
0: so like Center it's sick.
1: Yeah, I was getting a bit too loose. So I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. parents are, like, oh, you got to go to Japan, mm. or like you got to go overseas and do something with your life. And I was like, oh, sweet. Why Japan? because um, a lot of my family lived there. Oh, so, yeah, sick. So they, I had like a lot of tourists, like got it, got the, yeah, got to, got to see around, look everything around, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much that's when I really got into vintage. I was going vintage. I was pretty much making all the money I was making. I was just spending on, like, vintage clothes, like, items like this. I was spending $1,000 on T-shirts. Like, it was fucking mental. <laughs> like, my whole paycheck. Like, for two yeah. weeks, I'd just be like, oh, I'll just buy, buy one of my favorite tees. Like, and I was getting real into it. Like, when I fall for something, yeah. I, like, fall into hard. a yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, I think I just got addicted, man. I've got, like, addictive personality, I reckon, that came from swimming. So, I was just like... Once I got into vintage, I was like, no looking back, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then
0: when we, like, like get back into the start of, I guess, opening, like, a vintage business, Yeah. Um, how did that kind of come about when you thought, you know, this addiction could meet business and a workflow and, you know, actually something you could do the rest of your life and produce money from?
1: Yeah, so pretty much it was only a hobby when I was in Japan yeah. and I, lo- I loved it. Um, it was so good. Then um, I was on a trip to the uk yeah i was on the trip to the uk and Stu, which is my business owner um as well my co-owner co he said "Yeah, he was like why don't you just do this full time like because i was just literally spending all the money i saved up when i went to a trip to the uk with him he's like you're literally spending all your money on it why don't you just start flipping it when you get home and i was like oh, i never really thought about that and i was just like as soon as i got home from the uk that time I think this was 2017 or something like that. That's when we started the business. Um, yeah. The first week I got back, pretty much flipped everything within a week. And I was just like, well, I think we got something here. Like, this is it. Like, you know, and I had that moment where I was like, this could actually this be a business. Be I could actually do this for the rest of my life like, and be sustainable. Like, because that week I made so, that much money. I was just like, um, I've never made this much money before reselling made this much profit on all this stuff. And I was like, it's crazy. Ah, oh, that's crazy. So then what was the next step? Uh, opening a store, was it? Or pop-ups for you? Um,
0: or neither. Was it online?
1: Yeah, so we started just online. Yeah. We started on Depop, started on Etsy, pretty much started on anything we could get anything onto, like eBay, pretty much started on everything. <laughs> and then, um, it was getting really too, like too hard to monitor stuff. Yeah. So like, if something sold on Depop, um, We'd have to take it off Etsy straight away, you know, because we'd all put it on the same platform and all the items are one-off. It's like Like sometimes those
0: struggles you find being small as well, doing those things. It's
1: (laughs) like hard. It's like time-consuming. Like a sale is a sale, but it's so time-consuming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, so we pretty much just went from selling on Depop and all these places to a website after that because that was getting too hard. So we pretty much just had a website and had our Depop going and that was it. And we got to mm-hmm. a point where we couldn't do that with a pop as well. Um, we're currently out of a bed, two bedroom place. Me and Stu, where this, the whole place ended up just being like, <laughs> like I wish I, I wish I documented the journey yeah, from the start. Yeah, that's probably my one regret of this whole business experience. I mm-hmm. wish I started with a, I don't know like a film camera or a camera just to go through the place because you guys like to document it. You guys help crazy this whole journey's been Mm, to be honest yeah i could picture just the apartment full of just boxes and express posts yeah like
0: like um, parcels and stuff yeah
1: literally parcels um there was literally like small paths to walk through the whole house like because there was that many clothes stacked up it was (laughs) fucking mental man
0: it probably turned into a one bedroom
1: yeah yeah it was a one like literally a one bedroom but the one bedroom was like everything around it was still closed as well and then we we're like to a point because we we're just holding it out because we we're like oh because we uh we, we didn't get paid for the first three years yeah. me and Stu, but we were just like oh we'll hold it out um we'll get the right spot um yeah we'll hold it out of this place as much as we can until we physically can't stay here anymore and we stayed there for two years yeah fucking just got worse anyway. and worse <laughs> and then like um yeah we were just like oh we gotta. We got to yeah. us,
0: get bigger. Yeah, because the are now sick. Because that was in our, that
1: was yeah. in our house. Yeah. That was in the house. So I was just like, oh, we got a uh, actually new space. Yeah. And we got real. We got Once we started looking for spaces, we started looking around here because we were at, based in Balaclava, which is right next to Windsor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we're looking around here and it's really hard to find warehouse spaces around here. Because yeah. we were initially just thinking, oh, we're going to have this warehouse and that's it we won't like open it up to the public like this is just a warehouse spot that mm. we want and i didn't really like it was either we we're gonna yeah do it at windsor or paran or obviously go out but i didn't have my license so i had we had to be around <laughs> here <And we laughs> i know the s- feeling man and <laughs> then when we the current place that we're at now which we've been uh, it's coming up to our three years wow. so we've had that business for about five years now but when we found that place it was trashed. It was so gross. <laughs> it was like, it used to be an old um, screen printer's warehouse. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So there's a bit of history behind it. He used to do all the screen printing for um, Nike, Puma, and that. It was, yeah. heaven, yeah, it was a match made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> it was a match made in heaven. But there's like resin on the floor that was like just massive chunks. That's why I've got the grass in there. Oh, if you've wow. ever been to the um, store, Yeah. Um, that's why we have the grass because there's just like, there's two. The floor is too inconsistent. Oh, um, but that's why we had to put the grass in. But yeah, it was like a mess. It was like newspapers from like 2001. Mm. Like they didn't take any of this shit out. It was fucked, man. Oh. But like we got it for the cheap. So it was just like, mm. whatever. It was like match made. It was like, because the yeah. spot you're in is like perfect, perfect. for the type of culture around this yeah. area as well.
0: And the fashion is just like almost like perfect.
1: Well, and it's like, like perfect for like, because at the start, I was like, no, I want a store in Chapel. Like, fuck this. Da-da-da-da. But then I was just like, actually like Melbourne's known for pretty much like side street anything that you'd go that's on a side street is like Melbourne yeah you're like oh i know the secret spot you know uh, let's go to this place for dinner it's on the side street yeah, it adds to the exclusivity of yeah. your store as well. Like, because I remember when I
0: first walked in there, it's like, oh, like fuck, I was on maps and I was yeah, like, Where like, "What the, the fuck, fuck is, is this joint?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk in there, it's like, "Wow, yeah, this is sick." And then mm. people wouldn't even know that it was a warehouse before that. And yeah, then, like it's a sick story that made it even perfect for it. But yeah. it adds like it also adds to like your buy think, for the buyer's experience when they go through, they buy this tea and it's in this sick little spot. And yeah,
1: it's yeah, like, you know, it adds a bit. Of and then they can tell their mates about. It. They're like, "Oh, I found this fucking dope." Um vintage store on chapel street Mm -hmm. just off chapel street you know and it was on this random side street yeah and it has like pretty much everything you want in one spot, yeah literally because we didn't really want to downgrade as well because we want to have a lot of stuff in our store so we want to have like a lot of we want to have uh, 200 nike tees in our store Mm -hmm. so you got like if someone's coming all the way from sydney or all the way from like Country Victoria, we want to have stuff for them, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it always stocked out. Yeah, so
1: it's not like, oh, I went to that vintage store, but there's only, like, 20, 20 Nike tees in yeah. the whole store. And, like, people are pretty picky, so they want to have, like, a massive variety of stuff as well, you know? Yeah, and you've got... Yeah, and you do have, like... And everything's set out beautifully yeah. as well. It just always adds to the experience,
0: like what we talked about, what Valentine Osich talks about. You yeah. want to go through the experience with the buyer. For sure. As well for buying their piece, and, you know, it adds that, that value to it as well. For sure,
1: because they're like, oh... Because if you look through the racks, it's like you'll never see two of the same piece. Mm. So it makes it very special when you buy something. Like I say this a lot, but vintage is like a treasure hunt. Yeah. You (laughs) know, like you go into a store never knowing what you're going to get. That's what's so good about Vintage, like buying vintage,
0: and the amount of people when I walked in there when I met you the first time was like, yeah, just like little things. People would take like ten pieces, or yeah. something because <laughs> like I'd be too scared if someone else took something. Yeah, yeah I they, did that too. They always <laughs> go around. Oh fuck no. <laughs>
1: Or their or mates just like behind them as well. Oh. They got the the pazzy ones. They're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, grab <laughs> no, I'll grab that. I'll that. Oh, do you like it?
0: Then why do you think uh, vintage clothing has become a necessity now? or just um, in in fashion and like the main trend. Why do you think now and even the last few years it's just boomed? Like, what what would you put it down to?
1: Um, so I'm a massive believer in yeah you know, sustainable fashion, and yeah. I'm obviously like fuck fast, fast fashion. fashion. Yeah, um, but there's the movements just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, people are actually starting to be conscious of what they're buying now. Yeah. And w- if it's like ethical, um, yeah, if it's ethical or is, like it's is, it, is it sustainable, you know. Mm. I think that's a massive reason why we're doing so well now because we have a sustainable product. Most of the t-shirts that we're selling are over 20, 30 years old and they've got a probably another 40 years on them. Yeah. Whereas like stuff that you're buying now is fast fashion where it only lasts three or four months. Yeah. And I think people are getting a lot more, yeah, caring about what where it comes from, Mm -hmm. and like being in Australia, people love Australian brands as well. Mm -hmm. So people in Australia support Australian brands. So people will come to our store rather than like shopping at a vintage Mm -hmm. store overseas or whatever. Know?
0: Yeah, and there's definitely that. Like we're talking the nostalgia to pieces as well. Yeah, where people are like going back
1: to their childhoods, especially like yeah. you're
0: talking about growing up in New Zealand.
1: Yeah, growing up in New Zealand <laughs> as well. And like, like those pieces that I was talking to you about before, like those cotton rugby jerseys of like the Warriors. I've still got that picture in my head from when I was eight years old. Like, do you know how when you're a kid, you only remember like certain things. Yeah. Like yeah. You only have snippets, so you remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my like big memories. So I'm like yeah obviously and like nostalgia with that <laughs> and it's unique to every individual
0: as well to their yeah. own childhood or whatever they like yeah well
1: it's like um i don't know you might have grown up on the rugrats and you love yeah. the rugrats mine was dragon ball z oh dragon ball yeah, z. Or like wwe yeah,
0: like, yeah. yeah i saw a stone cold tea at um down the chapel street op shop yeah me and my mate and it was like i want that but i don't it's not gonna fit yeah it's one of those it it was like i need to lose weight or like stuff like that Sports because i love sport when i was younger like i'm big on the um like the NFL and NBA, like classic, classic tees as well.
1: That's like a good thing You brought up the Dragon Ball Z. Like all the Dragon <laughs> Ball Z stuff went crazy because, oh. no- because of nostalgia though. Because yeah. people love Dragon Ball Z. I think the movie came out maybe, was it two years ago? Yeah. That movie came out. And then the tees were going for crazy money. Yeah. Like they're going for two, three hundred bucks like Dragon Ball Z tees. And it was harder to get the XLs and the Dragon Ball Z tees because they're all kids tees. So that's what makes them a lot more valuable to us because they can fit us and they didn't make that many XL Dragon Ball Z Ts, you know. <laughs> yeah, the sizing is definitely tough. Yeah, yeah. so that's why I mean there's a lot of kids Dragon Ball Z but there's no like adult sizing Dragon Ball Z which makes it, yeah, makes it harder uh-huh. to get. Yeah, and it's a bit
0: like um, how there's that phase. It might be still around, like, NBA, like cards, like cards as well. like yeah, trading cards. Trading cards, anything.
1: Like it was a big Gary V thing, eh? Yeah, yeah the NBA, the basketball stuff. Yeah. And,
0: like, even Yu-Gi-Oh cards, man. Like, people buy them, like, crazy. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just like it's that nostalgia connection that takes you back as well. and Even so, even
1: so what, Pokemon cards as well, exactly yeah. the same. They're just going crazy. <laughs> you see Logan Paul and stuff selling them for – or not even selling, just, like, like putting them on for, like, like – Heaps. Yeah, That's and then they got – got fucked over like what is it like 30 <laughs> or 3 mil or, or something something crazy. i know he lost a lot of 300 money mil I'm pretty sure it's like 300 <laughs> mil he brought like these i think it was like 20 boxes of original pokemon cards from yeah. the 90s and they're all fakes yeah wow well, i know he lost a lot of money from it but that's fuck. what happens. yeah yeah
0: now and then when as a business owner for your store how do you i guess i'm all intrigued about sourcing like these rare types of pieces and stuff how, how does that work in the process for you? Like how do you get mainly within buy with wholesalers in Australia or overseas? Like what's your process, Tyler?
1: Um so pretty much yeah, we buy mostly from the US. Yep. So we got wholesalers in the US that we go to um yeah, we go got go wholesalers. Um uh, we got certain people that are just picking for us. Yep. If we want to get more premium stuff, say like the team I'm wearing like a Pulp Fiction or something that's like big nostalgia like a rap tea or like a band yeah, which are a lot harder to come by would have to go handpick that sort of stuff just because you need to be there to like see the sizing yeah. look at the tags because um, you can base a tea, tea's value off its tag
0: yeah, you know
1: yeah. what I mean or the date on, its, on it or everything like that you can Basic teas value off that. Does that have so its, its own
0: like, complications for you as an owner?
1: Like, does it
0: have its own, I guess, consequences when if something you get an order and it's not quite what you wanted? Or like, yeah.
1: yeah, it does. Like, at the moment, yeah. it's fine just because we've got a lot of mids, but like moving now into uh, we can travel again. Yeah. So we're going to be getting a lot more wrap teas, rock teas, because, yeah, like we are one of the be- best stores in Australia. We are the biggest store yeah. in Australia. So, yeah, it's just making sure we're getting the best stuff for the customers yeah as well that's like a massive thing that we have wanted but we haven't been able to do for the last two years like before covid we had the best stuff and we had the craziest vintage pieces that no one could get in australia and now we're back to only selling mids but then like now we're going to be handpicking and we're going to have a whole bunch of crazy vintage items that no one in australia is going to have do you, um,
0: is there anything that necessarily
1: catches your eye when you're you're in this process or do you kind of gauge the market as well? Um, so you know? Yeah, because I've been doing it for so long. Like I've been handpicking stuff for six or seven years now. Like I was telling you before, I was... It's like clockwork. I yeah, imagine. I pretty much just like know what sells and what doesn't now. But you got to learn that. And it took five, six years for me to learn. Um, stuff that I personally like yeah. um, was yeah, just like a whole lot of miscellaneous stuff not real branded um, just like ridiculous teas that shouldn't have been made sort of thing <laughs> like that's all the teas that I like that you showed, yeah. yeah the art one the Prozac one um, just teas like that that are unusual and no one else would have like a, yeah I don't know like there's a, been a few lot of these made cuz they're a movie tea yeah. but they go for a lot of money the so Pulp fiction so. one yeah yeah and it's like an original one cuz like people see oh yeah it's just a Pulp fiction tea but it's like this is an original tea that they sold at, like the movies or wherever they sold the promo for the or the whatever the blockbuster or whatever mm. they probably sold it there, you know. But what do you think the uh, I guess the audience
0: or I guess the market or your buyers would, um, you know? I guess I know what like what do you look for for them? I guess Not oh, for them yourself for them the buyers. What's their necessity in
1: your eyes? Uh, mostly, yeah. Uh, the most popular thing is probably Nike. People love Nike. They do. They do Like, actually just, like, well, I, reckon I, g- I reckon I get, like, 50 DMs a week yeah. asking I'll, you about Nike. Oh, i one of them. I like Nike. not so nice. And then I have just them. random people, like, messaging me on my personal one, like, I don't need Nike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So, yeah, the, for, like, with that, we just drop two, two Nike drops a week. So then people just like, don't need to talk to us about Nike anymore. Yeah. But, like, that's what's popular and what people like. Um I don't know why. I think it's just because, yeah, just because the designs are so good. Yeah. The material of the t shirts is probably one of the best vintage fitting material ones. Um, yeah, they're probably the best, but their best quality tee as well. Yeah. Especially back then, they used to make them properly. Yeah. Nike yeah. used to make them like really well. I got this um, sky blue one from yeah. your
0: store. It was, it was like a basic one. Th- no, nah, it was like a logo, like, like just Nike across, but not basic. It had a different pattern oh, yeah, design. Yeah and um, it's still like and it fits better than any probably tee. I, mean. the way I like it like it's like the boxy, it's like boxy, boxy or something. Yeah. yeah it's boxy as and because I'm a weird build like long torso and broad shoulders it's just
1: it's hard sometimes with vintage tees yeah. and night for me I was saying because I got a swimmer's body so yeah. I the saying so then all the, I need all those sort of boxy tees which two tees do it really well with Nike and the um Harley tees. Yeah, they're the two like that yeah. I wear. Yeah. Yeah, so those yeah. are the two tees that are, like, really good-fitting tees, and that's why I think a list on the list of, like, why people like Nike tees so much. Yeah, and would you say,
0: like, people also love, like, they love brands too. like yeah. they, they like love all all Nike. Like I said off air with car hat. Yeah. They just yeah, love all their stuff simple and fit well as well.
1: I think, yeah, like, probably looking into this year, like, looking at all the stats and stuff, I think, Mixed branded is on the way up mm. So like You're talking like Brands like Adidas Carhartt um, Polo Tommy All those sort of like Other brands Other than Nike And sports team stuff yeah. Those brands are so On the way up I think because Wh- people Want to be a bit Yeah I think just because People want to be a bit More unique mm. People want to like have Like an Adidas tee That no one, Like it's Yeah Want to have like A different tee Yeah That no one really has Like People have a like when sports team was the most popular last year yeah when sports team was the most popular it was sorry (laughs) yeah when sports team was the most popular last year i think people sort of got over it i think there's a lot of adidas um a lot of tommy a lot of polo and stuff that people are starting to wear now just because it's a lot more different i think Mm, yeah yeah i think (laughs) The uniqueness definitely adds to that as yeah. well. and people like, oh, I want to be different. Like everyone wants to be different. Everyone nowadays. wants to be different now and stand yeah.
0: out. And it's a fashion style yeah. thing.
1: And uh, I think that, like that's the way it's going. I think the sports team had its run, and Nike's always going to be in. But I think like the mixed branded stuff's definitely coming in just because people want to be different. Yeah, and that's probably like a new trend coming in to this year. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to see it like increasing in popularity. Like this what? time last year, we do a mix. We did a mix drop, and we wouldn't sell that much and now it's like do a mix drop and half of it sold out
0: and all you can like sometimes all you just got to see is like people that you walk past and
1: stuff like that yeah.
0: like like melbourne as well pretty fashionable like you can yeah. see people what they're wearing it's the best best way to kind of get inspired and judge that
1: i think that's what's so good about melbourne everyone's like pushing the pushing the fashion limits and we go to a whole lot of ball game like different ball game to being Southside. side for and sure and windsor <laughs> or paran because it's a different type of fashion Yeah You know And then you go into the city And it's completely different as <laughs> yeah. well you got a mixture of your south sides And your north sides You know mm. And it's just People don't judge people in Melbourne I think if you go to Sydney or something You feel a lot more judged Oh yeah But in Melbourne You can really Express yourself Express Yeah Which yeah. is like There's not many places in the world You can do that I've travelled a lot And probably Japan's One of the only places You can really express there's yourself Without being looked at twice mm. And you only just have to walk down Chapel Street to yeah. I mean
0: Especially on a Sunday morning at 4am yeah. <laughs> 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 But like seriously It's like and the, like You get it's by, like, uh, like Especially like the skate influence here too yeah. the, Just the simple baggy jeans And the baggy tee It's just still timeless Yeah like so
1: timeless like Baggy tee And then they just have like a puffer Yeah Or like a puffer <laughs> oh vest man. Or like a You know it's like simple You got a beanie on Like a fisherman's beanie Yeah so Easy fashion man And it's also like I can't like be.
0: Like it's a great way to express yourself because like um I like also flexibility like people are able to wear just different styles as well you know, yeah to tie it down and that's that the ability for people to express themselves wearing different pieces all the time
1: yeah and you're in a friendship group you can do whatever you want it's like oh I'm actually wear stuff like this I like cutting my t-shirts you know I like I don't know I like wearing different shoes to with oh I like wearing like flare pants I like doing whatever you can do whatever you want fashion's like subjective and. What I might like, you might not like, you know what I mean? That's why I like fashion so much, and that's why I got into it.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's
1: because, yeah, I was going through a point where I was pushing the limits for my fashion when I was living in Japan, like, getting out of my box, Um, which, yeah, it's hard to, like, walk out of your house every day, and you're like, oh, this is a bit fucking... How are you going? You know?
0: <laughs> but you never forget the guy who or someone who does do that, like yeah. yeah that's that influence, not by like, like celebrities or someone walk past. Or someone walk past, yeah. I like, want that fucking tee or
1: that piece yeah. or those jeans or or they've like matched something really good together, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's special. Yeah, I want to get something yeah, similar to that. I think um, listening to the I Love Ugly podcast as yeah. well, how he got inspiration from when he was in um, Amsterdam, and I think he made the zespies or whatever the jeans. The He's jeans. like, oh, I want to make those jeans. For my for my brand, and then he had like a he did a mental shot in his brain, and he's like, yeah, that's that's it. These are going to be the biggest thing, and they blew up his brand.
0: Yeah, that's they're they they're, they're best selling. Yeah, and the jeans ever.
1: And yeah. that's what just from being like inspiration, yeah, inspiration through, um, like going out onto the street <laughs> or going <laughs> traveling as well, like and seeing all this like s- new stuff that people are wearing because like the younger generation are just getting more. Risky and risky. (laughs) Yeah, well, like and all the kids now, like like
0: Eshe's, like literally like the the North Face um, do up spray jackets and even the kids are getting more stylish now.
1: Yeah, and now they're getting more stylish and they're moving into Y2K fashion as well, which I I personally love. They pretty much picked all the best bits of like Y2K fashion and just like made it a style now, Mm. which is like a trend at the moment. Yeah, And was, they're actually doing fucking... It's doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. bloody yeah. yeah. But that's good for us to know because we're like, oh, we need to get like some Ed Hardy stuff or like Von Dutcher and like brands like that that people actually want to wear, get of get jeans, you know.
0: <laughs> now, um, in regards to like buyers, I guess buyer advice and someone coming into your store just buying vintage clothing in general, what can they probably want to look for in a piece that... Can ensure that they get the most sustainable and quality product. Like is there anything like they completely look at <laughs> it for so they know that they're getting their dollars worth as well?
1: Um pretty much if you come to our store, everything's <laughs> everything's, your, everything's your dollar <laughs> yeah. dollar worth. But like if you're like say out at an op shop or something like that, um yeah. they just make sure it's got a tag. Most um T shirts, if you look on the T everything's time stamped. Mm. So Where would they find that? On the T. On the T. Like yeah, it's literally like at the bottom here. Everything's like time most t-, wow. t I'll say 80 percent centis a timestamp. But, like, say if that's, like, a vintage Carhartt, you know what I mean? That's not timestamped because it's just, like, a basic sort of tee. Yeah. If it's got, like, a big sort of print like this or, like, a big embroidery, it normally has a date underneath or whatever. But that's something to look out for when you're, like, um, you're trying to, like, see if your piece is actually vintage and sustainable. Um, But, yeah, pretty much just, like, tag... Dated um, pretty much the quality of the tea. Like, um, you notice what a vintage tea is. Yeah, yeah. You know, It's like yeah. 100% cotton. Yep. Um, thick tea. It'll last forever. So, like, you, you'll know the difference between a new tea and an old tea when you put it on. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, if you go gone to a vintage store before, maybe have a look, get a feel for like a vintage tea before you go up shopping and try to look for yourself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's where you'd probably get the most out of your. Money,
0: I think the thing that pisses me off the most when I just even buy just like a basic box tea is that just the shrinking, yeah. Again, like because my fit is so hard, is this a new one or just any like just in general? Just say, buy like I don't name brands, but like just a general box tea and you wash it once and like either like even they dry it you're gonna f- like it's gonna happen but yeah I think with my vintage teas it's not as bad like I've dried this kaya teas before and it's still the same fit like generally pretty close to it yeah, like yeah it's just like little things like that it's or a vintage tea yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I mean and or
1: you, you buy like a brand new tea and then yeah what you' were saying before it just <coughs> yeah just um yeah it just gets it yeah, just shrinks yeah
0: randomly <laughs> yeah, and it out um, it just like it's just no it just adds to that well it's your dollar right it's sustainability and yeah. it's just like oh shit I've got to get another one and it's like you buy five or six of them in a year
1: yeah but <laughs> that's what I mean then like, they end up in landfills like yeah that's where you got to start Like, that's why I push a lot on my podcast yeah um, I push a lot on pretty much everyone that comes into the store to be honest like if we're having a chat at the counter because I'm in the store pretty much most of the time now um, just because I feel like that's a lot better people like come in to see I know the owner. I guess like I'm, um, so I'm in the store pretty much all the time. Um, but yeah, like I really push that onto people. I'm just like make sure you're just thinking, even if it's not buying our stuff, but like buy from brands that are actually sustainable. Mm. Because yeah, we're on this earth for. Only so, so many Only so yeah. long You
0: know <laughs> i still want to be Rocking vintage teas When I'm bloody yeah, that's 60 what or I mean. 70 <laughs> You'll probably
1: still have some from my store if, yeah. When you're 50 60, 70 Yeah you know? <laughs> But like I also want to
0: Like it's funny Um, I love raiding My parents' closets Yeah Like for the cane, <coughs> I wear this blue, that blue denim long, like long sleeve, and I said, oh, "It's the best thing my dad's ever got me." Yeah, or yeah. given me a button ran, up, yeah, it's a button up, just a button yeah, up. Yeah, like yeah. it's sick, and it's baggy, and it's sick. and mum, Mum actually does alright too. Like she, so yeah, she yeah, has all these old rugby polos as well, yeah, jumpers yeah, yeah.
1: that are um like I just raid her cupboard and have it. And um, I don't like get I how they want that I as don't, well. I would like, I don't get it because I have like a minimal lifestyle, so. <laughs> Everything I don't want, I'll just obviously give it back to the store. So like my r- wardrobe's always rotating, but I don't get it because I'd just be like, I'm too minimal to keep that stuff for a long period of time. Even like when I collect stuff, because I'm a massive collector and like vintage pieces and stuff like that, um, I ended up just getting bored and I'm like, oh, I'll just sell them all. Yes. Just like, I'll just have like, I think, I think the fuck this one was, I had like 200 Quicksilver T-shirts. I literally just, oh, I was like, oh, i had enough of, like storing these and i'll just drop them on the website wow. yeah
0: <laughs> now what's uh, the what's the most um, expensive item you sold
1: um i think we sold an item for around seven grand wow yeah what that was, was, it? was a few years ago before lockdown so before lockdown the she stressed out because we're like oh fuck we need this when yeah. like we were it was super uncertain times so we're like oh we need to get some cash flow and I had probably about twenty rap tees, which uh, go for a lot of money in the US and Japan, mm. and I sold pretty much all of them, oh. for from literally from five hundred to like seven grand, oh. in between that range for all of them. That's nuts. Yeah, and then I was just like, we will set for like the start of lockdown because they were really uncertain on what they were doing, and I was just like, oh, it was just like a weight off the shoulders once I sold all of them was it hard for you to let go yeah <laughs> so fucking hard <laughs> what was it the seven grey one uh, it was just a two Tupac route ah, too cool. but it was just like a one of one we've like never seen before like even we posted a photo of it and then it just went like viral like and photos on Instagram don't go viral anymore mm. you know what I mean yeah, the, this, yeah this photo just went like uh, four, five, six hundred comments
0: jeez
1: I think at the time we had like 20,000 followers it was fucking mental bro that's nuts. yeah because I was like we had old vintage heads being like fuck I've never seen that one it's full legit as well so it was crazy wow that's nuts You yeah. can't believe that and we sold it for seven grand and, then, and that was for cheap because then Another one popped up On eBay And sold for 12 grand So
0: Yeah Oh jeez I'll be too Like yeah The money's great But <laughs> I yeah, can imagine yeah. if You've got that Double-edged sword Where you like let
1: go of this Sick item To someone else And I think I got it For the cheap as well I got it for like I don't know, 300 bucks or something oh. Big flip <laughs> Massive <laughs> flip I'll, Yeah I've just been Flipping for the last <laughs> However long man What's
0: like, up uh, What do you think Is the next big thing I guess in fashion And streetwear in general like uh, not not even including vintage. Like, where do you because your fashion eye? I'm intrigued to hear what what do you think is kind of the next big thing.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been and I've been thinking about this a lot actually because yeah. I do a lot of like trending stuff. Yeah, because you have um, to be like ahead of it and kind well, of somewhat predict what's coming next in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably like tone stuff. So all different tones. I'm seeing a lot of. Um. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's all like on the way in at the moment. So it's like really hard to say. Mm. I don't know what's like really trending hard out. Like a lot of like denim jackets are coming in and weird stuff like that. Mm. So it's just like really what sort of happens. Um, But yeah, definitely like different tone stuff, like cream tones, like, I don't know, velvet tones and that sort of colorways. I think they're going to be a lot more popular, like moving into summer for us and Obviously, summer for Europe at the moment. Yeah, and you will start seeing it a lot more. Do you kind of gauge overseas because in
0: there, in their summer, yeah. like especially just say in America, what's trending there, and then generally flows on
1: into Australia. Um, I've also had another theory about this <laughs> as well. I always say we're like five. are five, five years. Five years behind. I reckon. Yeah. I've like yeah, mapped it all out. Every time there's been a trend, and yeah we've just been like three four five years behind the trends yeah like um i don't know there was sports team was so like this is just an example sports team was popular in the us like all that sports team stuff was so popular in the us five years ago and then it only just got popular maybe two years ago for us so that's three years behind yeah crazy man like, <laughs> it's just like We're just so far behind in fashion and we we take a lot from um, the UK sort of uh, fashion scene. That's what, yeah, but we also get a lot of it from the US, like uh, all the other stuff from the US, you know. I think people also just love, like they love, it's
0: my opinion, like they get like inspired through certain, I guess like just athletes,
1: celebrities as well, what
0: they're wearing. So that obviously plays a part. And they're normally obviously ahead of the game, and then it just kind of filters in that way. And cause for sure, yeah, I reckon.
1: Right. Um, even, like, say... I even think we're behind on that. Like, <laughs> Asa, like say, A- ASAP Rocky wears, like, Grateful Dead T. Yeah. And then it doesn't even pop here for, like, six or seven months, and only, like, true... Like, true ASAP Rocky fans or Travis fans will actually jump onto it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, like... Yeah, we're just, like, so... Behind Far behind Or away. so stubborn Or something I don't yeah, know Yeah
0: what would you Put it down to I don't know
1: It's like so stubborn Stubborn <laughs> Just like Australians like Are stubborn And stuck in their own ways own I think ways. Yeah we will talk yeah. about the, oh
0: not, I guess it's that tall Poppy influence maybe as well Yeah but Like he's like still got that Fear to be a bit different like Yeah that's People it. love Like we do add The uniqueness to it But it's like
1: oh You can I mean, be a bit unique But not Yeah not no, that, You can't no. be too different Yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> Like in Melbourne you can But like anywhere else In Australia you can't Like yeah. My
0: example's like Yeah I'll play My thing's the Pearl Necklace man Like I just can't rock it I yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. deal with it, the guys doing it.
1: Yeah, like I was, uh, I was wearing a pearl, <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a pearl necklace for a little bit, eh? Um, but yeah, it was just like, I reckon it was a good style for a little bit, but I think it obviously like faded yeah, out now. Yeah. But it was a definitely de- like a good style for a little bit. I like accessories, man. I like like silvers and stuff Even like that, that. Stuff and rings, like rings, rings. and chains. It's an accessories. So yeah. Like a, that probably took its own time to come to Australia. Yeah. Like. People are only starting to wear chains now, man. <laughs> and over, like, probably the last maybe two years, people are like, oh, yeah, like, what chain are you wearing? Like, what chain is this? Because they want to get their own. Yeah. And it's only sort of, like, people starting to wear. Only a few big, like, ring brands are coming into Australia as well, you know? Yeah. Or it's, like, a lot of handmade rings for in Australia, which is getting more popular. Like, yeah, Sue the sure. Boy. Have you heard Sue the yeah, Boy? Yeah, Sue the Boy. And I that, see that, that. merchant. I see that one in... Merchants Green, of the Sun? Yeah, the Merchants of the Sun, yeah. Yeah, I see that on Instagram. Yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah, that interesting so it of show, shows how like like I, I bring it back to when we've got a vintage store we started there was only two or three stores total even instagram pages or whatever yeah. there's there's there three of us and then like it's the same probably with rings now it's coming into it's getting popular so now there's like three four five mm. instagrams that i know of that are really good mm. and like that's going to become a trend, you know. Like what now, there's like thousands of like resellers accounts selling vintage. It's absolutely know? nuts. Now, I'm probably like honestly, like five, ten thousand reseller accounts yeah, on Instagram. It's just and that just shows how big, big it's boomed, like yeah. how much it is trending
0: and probably here to stay.
1: Yeah. as well. Yeah, like uh, how I say it's like we're ten years or like five years behind. So we've obviously, got to least another fifteen years. You'll be in the business for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: now, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on other. I guess. Stores or big brands are claiming vintage with some of them. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh, we don't want to name brands, but yeah, like, yeah.
1: there's a certain one. All right, <laughs> there's so a vintage look. Yeah, like, there's yeah. a vintage look. Like I like brands that have. I'm just going to name all the ones that I like. Yeah. Um. So we got F and Clothing, fucking sick brand. Does all the Frank Ocean with the changing color on the hair, yeah. like a lot of detail. Australian made t-shirts fully respect that um so those are the rap tees and um, there's a few ones like uncle uncle rick or whatever yeah there's another does all the rap tees does a lot of cool ones as well um but yeah there's some other bigger brands that are doing it that they're just like doing it like for fast fashion mm. like the designs are using yeah just not that great and it's like trying to make a vintage look, try to put a gradient through it. Or put like they haven't put that much effort into it. Like a North Carolina or something. Yeah.
0: Like logo on it. And there's a thing. lot of
1: there's a lot of companies now that are like big, fast fashion companies that are actually doing like they're not just doing the rap tees, they're doing those sports team sweaters and making thousands of the say the North Carolina one, they're making like a like thousands of them to put into these big stores. You know, and it's just a fucked. Yeah, it takes all the chain off what actually is vintage. People have
0: this misconception about what is actually vintage and unique.
1: But then it also, it's a a two-edged sword as well. (laughs) So this is another thing. So then people go to these companies, these big, that are all in the shopping centres and stuff, and they buy these fake vintage. And then they're like, oh, actually, I'm going to look for a vintage store. I really like the sweater. I'm going to go look for a vintage store in Melbourne. And then they come into the store and they're like, oh, yeah, it's my first time in a vintage store, but I brought like a like fake vintage um, from this big fast fashion brand, and um, they end up be becoming your biggest like biggest customers because like they love it. Yeah, and then when you educate them, because everyone that comes into the store that we educate them, and it's like this this these sweaters you can give to your kids when you're when you get old, mm. you know, like that. Yeah, like, like me rating right my parent's closet. That's what I mean. Like, all this, if you've got a vintage closet, you can hand down to, like, your kids and they can hand down to their kids. And it's just, like, it just rotates. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just another thing we're talking about before, sustainable fashion and why it's so, like, good for us, like, to do that. Because all the stuff that lasts four months will only, like, end up in a landfill – like yeah, they see all the massive closed landfills in like India and like all the third world countries, which is fucked.
0: Yeah,
1: and the only one who benefits from that are those big big corporations, really. Yeah, like they still get their dollar. Like they still get their dollar, and they, yeah, they just mass produce stuff. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it, it's not yeah,
0: it's it's not yeah. It takes away from the buying experience. Yeah, it and takes just what what's keeping actual vintage clothing yeah. and fashion in general afloat, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, they just pretty much follow trends. So they reckon vintage mm-hmm. is a trend. So let's try and make as much money out of it before it dies. Yeah, which is not going to die. But it's like maybe your vintage trend's going to die because you got the same sweater for like you got the same thousand sweaters. You know what I mean? Of yeah. this one style. Yeah. You know, like you have three styles of vintage sweaters that you're, you say you're like putting up. You know. <laughs> and then when everyone has them. Yeah, when <laughs> everyone has them, yeah. and then everyone like. And then you see, oh, your mate wearing it as well. And you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. It's got it from like wherever. You know? <laughs> it's just yeah. Yeah, and that takes away the uniqueness we're talking about before yeah. that people should be. Where like for. people will be like, Oh, I've never seen that sweater before, where did you get it from? you know? Mm. Well when I've started like another thing that I like why I love vintage so much is because when I started vintage, like when I started wearing vintage, people would compliment me all the time. Yeah. And I think people want to be complimented and want to be like, you look nice. Especially like, fashion. And yeah. Fashion, yeah. And I think if you got a vintage tee on that only you have in Australia is massive. Yeah. yeah. And it's special. And it that's what so it makes confidence to yourself as well. Yeah. Like walking
0: out, going out, Chapel Street. And yeah, Chapel
1: Street <laughs> and you're on the piss and someone's like, oh, fucking love your tee, yeah. man. Where'd you get it from? Like, that's fucking... Ego goes up And mate. it
0: hopefully adds to them Like the People love the chase as well yeah. Like they want to try it. Like, oh, I'm like that too Like I'll see someone Wearing something i like, oh, I fucking want that look Yeah and yeah I'll add a brand Or I'll go through Like social media And try to find this brand Or like Or whatever that look like, Yeah general, especially what we,
1: were, we were even just talking About it before Like we are talking About looks And we are talking About people walking Down Chapel Street and like fuck I like that style With that style And I'm like Oh I'm just gonna Try Try yeah. Try Try a new thing and Yeah
0: It's so, yeah, the new thing Yeah, yeah. especially Yeah like even for me, like oh, like oh, I'm trying to look back. Like uni is just like skinny jeans, baggy tee, right? The Converse that yeah, look yeah. was in for a while. And then the you know, full was, skinny jeans. Yeah, bag. yeah. The Converse's. is and the now it's just like I've never wore like blue baggy jeans. Like i will never actually kind of have, and i and just love it. Like yeah, just little baggy, things like yeah. that. Like little things like that. It's like sick. You try something new.
1: I've gotten the full the full baggy back big boy bag. Yeah. <laughs> so it's completely different. I love them. I yeah. think they're just like so so much better than even baggy jeans for me I don't really wear baggy jeans anymore I just wear baggy baggy yeah you know? and even
0: shoes too like, like yeah. compliment to each other too I remember buying these Nikes I saw like some athlete wearing and I haven't seen anyone else yeah. like close to me wear them like it's just it's kind of adds like something else to it as well for sure yeah,
1: yeah it's like oh uh, it's yeah, a Japanese
0: edition it. one. I forgot what it was called. Like, it was like a mesh kind of see through. I've still got Oh, yeah. Cool. I think 926, number 926 or something called like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, but just little things like
1: that. I think the uniqueness of it, it's like people love and. Yeah, know. people like different and people like. We'll give you a compliment when a compliment's due, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice. Um, now,
0: as we wrap things up, mate, now what's your future plans? So I guess you know you've got your podcast and the store's going, like, the biggest one in Australia, the biggest yeah, yeah. and the best. I mean, how do you get better than that? But what's your future plans with everything in general for yourself?
1: Um, so, yeah, pretty much um, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm literally knuckling down this year. So I just broke up with my missus, so I'm like literally like knuckling down and I can seriously concentrate on nothing better than just focusing yeah. on no focusing, feeling, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Just fo- just 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 focusing on the business, which is like I can actually be selfish with my time now and yeah. like properly um, properly give this a real crack. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a proper crack because I want to obviously have stores all over Australia. Oh, wow. That's the end game for for me, and. Um, yeah I want to be able to go Everywhere in Australia And be like Oh this is My store My store My store You know
0: There's something beautiful We'll talk about When I come to your store About like creating something
1: Yeah creating something big That you've done yeah. yeah But people um, Yeah Like people are like Oh why do you want stores And I'm like We're going to have this online But I uh, I love it Like the In store experience Like we have so many people Coming into our store And I meet so many good people Every single day Yeah Like I want that everywhere Around Australia you know what i mean yeah, and, uh, and i want like a our store to be a good community of people that love vintage and uh, like look after each other and like yeah it's what it's all about man yeah
0: for sure it's all like the common connection eh? yeah
1: connection like, Fucking be friendly and become friends from it yeah when yeah. you come to the store yeah have, i have so many people that come into the store and then by the end of the shopping experience they're mates but there's randoms in the store. Oh, literally when
0: I walked in there, they were in there for a couple of hours. like so passion in the journey, yeah.
1: And people just like, because people have got common interests and it's just like, yeah, we're just getting... Yeah, it's that matching. one common thing, like yeah.
0: vintage clothing for them. It's like, oh, they just love that
1: experience. They love it and they love, they love it, yeah. Mm. And that's why like, I want to build this community. Um, yeah, I want to build my team. Mm. So we're a team of seven at the moment. I want to obviously build that out to a point where... We're all working well, Um, but yeah, just I think that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to the moon, mate. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, own it. Yeah. Own own no, Australia. I just want to, literally just want to go around Australia and it'd be pretty cool just being like, fuck yeah, let's go to my store, yeah. chill out, yeah. chill out there for a bit. <laughs> you know, I'll go to like the Gold Coast and be like, yeah, sweet, fucking. Another day, another opportunity. Yeah, 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 Another day, another opportunity. <laughs> I think it'd be cool as fuck, you know.
0: Yeah. But um, what about the podcast? You want to give it a mention? Just so Yeah, yeah. So I've got
1: a podcast as well. It's called Tyler's Yarns. I mostly talk about fashion and, um, yeah, just vintage clothing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to start moving a bit forward into other startups and stuff like that as well. Getting a lot more guests on, I've got a few lined up, so yeah, I'll definitely have you on the podcast. As well, <laughs> that'd be that'd <laughs> be we we'll
0: get big enough for <laughs> that'd be that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but,
1: um, yeah, the podcast is going pretty well. Um, business is going good, yeah, cool. Grateful, man, kill it, very fucking happy, <laughs> mate. I'm grateful for you for coming on, yeah. I appreciate it. It was a wonderful episode, mate. Thank yeah. you for your time, Thank man. Thanks thanks for um, sorting it all out, man. Uh, yeah. That's probably one of my I think my second or third podcast I've been on. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah, being pretty lazy at the start of the year when <laughs> a lot of people have been asking me, so i was like glad that you've started me off in a <laughs> good direction. I hope so, man. Hope I yeah. lit the fire. So yeah,
0: thanks for your time, Thanks, Bye. mate. g'day, Get out g'day, g'day,
1: listeners, Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter.